Lord, we thank you for what you are about to do and imparting your wisdom, your knowledge, and your word to us. That word is life, Lord. It life and light, health. It's everything that we need is in the word. As, as Jesus, as you said, you are the bread of life. So we thank you, Lord, for dealing us our daily bread today and giving us life in your word. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. Amen, amen, amen. So I thought I would uh, go back to our first healing school ever. I think this is the first one. Uh, the title was God Wants You Well. God Wants Us Well. Amen. He wants us well. And so uh, I think that's a good truth to have established in our lives. What is God's will for us uh, regarding health, sickness, and all of that? And his, wor- his will is for us to be well, for us to prosper and be in health even as our souls prosper. If you'll turn to the third epistle of, the, of John and um, in verse 1, chapter 1, I'm sorry, chapter 1 and verse 2, it says, Beloved, that's us, amen, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Now, above all things... God wants us. Now, people say, well, this was John. He's speaking by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Now, you can't say that you can't take any book and just turn it around and say it's not the Holy Spirit talking to him now. Uh, he's inspired by the Holy Ghost or this wouldn't be in the Bible. But above all things, God wants us to prosper. In other words, uh, to increase, to be well, to be happy to be joyful, to be in a good state financially, materially, uh, as far as our possessions are concerned, our relationships, all of that. That's part of your prosperity. You know, we we would be sad little creatures if we had a bunch of money and no friends or, uh, you know, a great big mansion and nobody live in it with us. And so when God says to prosper, That means everything that your heart desires, everything that your soul desires is is given to you and it's in good standing. Amen. So it's you're in good standing before God. You're you're understanding what God wants for you. You're blessed coming in and going out. Everything you set your hand to prospers. It doesn't fail. Isn't that amazing that that you can just get up and 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 uh, I don't know, just Go plant flowers or something, and they bloom, and amen. They get very, very lush blooms and all that kind of stuff that they will prosper and not fail. And to be in health. <clears throat> what would it do to for you to have all the material things, relationships, and all of that stuff, and, and be in your sick bed all the time? And so God wants us to have abundance in all things. As our soul prospers. Amen. So when it talks about your soul prospering, what is what is your imagination? What is your wish? What is your hope? That's that comes from your soul. Are are you hoping? What are the things you are hoping for? Uh, John is saying here that he wants you to have those things. Amen. So anything your heart desires 
anything your mind can conceive. He says that it is his wish or God's wish that you could have those things. And, and the word says that, that we will, um, uh, he will give us the desires of our hearts. No good thing will he withhold from us when we walk upright before him. And so all of that belongs to it. That's soul prosperity. If, if you can have a day where you think encouraging thoughts all the time and you can stay out of this thing about, oh, I'll never get it. Why does this always happen to me? How come I'm not where everybody else is? Quit comparing yourself to other people. You better find out what God has for you, 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 and you. Amen. And that's your portion. Amen. He wouldn't have us living uh, in covetousness, comparing ourselves to other people all the time. You get in the word and, and get that image of God before you and get the vision of God in your eyes and see what he wants you to do, what he wants you to do. Amen. Not what you can see what other people have. Amen. That's not going to do you any good. I mean, it might give you some ideas, but you can't duplicate somebody else's life because God has a life set apart for you. So tap into that. Don't be afraid to ask God to show you what belongs to you. Show you what's yours. Show you where you're going. Show you these things. Amen. He has good things for us. Sometimes we're scared he's going to tell us what we think all the time. And that is that you don't have nothing coming. Amen. <laughs> That's not the voice of God. Amen. He wants you, you to be well wardrobed at all times. Amen. He's, his wardrobe is better than Gucci, Chanel, and all them sinners we always looking up to think we important because we got them little fake logos on us. <laughs> don't even have the real stuff. And then don't know how to tell the real from the fake. That's the crime of it all, you know. My goodness. You may not have a real, but at least you know the difference between the real and the fake. Lord have mercy. Don't get me started. Amen. There's a young man, a designer on uh, a Facebook friend, but he's he's friends with a lot of people. He's a Christian. Uh, he's, his his uh, logo is just 10, J-U-S-T, and the numeral 10, and his name is Justin. And he has, I mean, like in the past three years where I've really been following him closely, he's like on the cover of every fashion magazine you can think of. He's all over the world, and his designs are very, very distinctive. You understand what I'm saying? He's got all the same things your your basic designer has. You know, all your y'all people you think is so wonderful. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they're more established. They're older. You know what I'm saying? That kind of stuff. But still not any better as far as ability, the look, all of that, the design. He he's got it all. Amen. And he gives all glory to God. He talks about how. People used to prophesy to him and, and they would encourage him and tell him, uh, you know, that he was on the right track and stay with God and God's going to promote you. He's going to put your face everywhere and all and all of that has come in the past for him. Amen. Why? Because he he's prospering and he's in health as his soul prospers. You see, his soul began to prosper. He began to fill his mind with images of success and not failure. <laughs> 
with thoughts of I'm doing it and God's with me and he's for me and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and not feeling sorry for himself because he doesn't have. You don't know what you have until you tap into the source. I'm going to say it again. Stay out of your crazy empty head and tap into the source. Get in the word of God and find out who you really are and what you have. And then start living like you have it before you got it. I'm going to say it again. Start living like you have it before you have it. That's faith. It's not fake. It's faith. Amen. If we can look at these crazy, you know, I was looking at them Kardashians. They got more money than the law allows. And what do they do? They sit up and somebody makes them up. Hello? And they pose all the time. You ever notice when they, whenever, even when they have like an interview or they're talking to their friends, they're posing the whole time. You understand what I'm saying? That's all they're allowed to do to make money. They mama corral everybody up. Now, listen, whatever these people tell you to do, you do that and nothing more. Don't get cute on me. Don't get this ain't about you. This is about the Benjamins. And this is how you keep the Benjamins coming in. It's an image that they portray. Amen. There's no substance there. It's just an image. And if they can get sponsors to keep them on television and keep that image up, that's what they do. Amen. They got fake everything. Got fake lips, fake, fake eyelashes, fake. I mean, anything fake you want to have, that's, they got it. Amen. Why? Because they don't fight the, the, the instructions. They just obey. They got buku money. Amen. And so, you know, if if they can make a success of things, I mean, no talent, ain't no singers, ain't no rappers, ain't no, not one in the bunch, no musicians, nothing like that in the whole bunch. But yet they, they've made millions on the way to billions. Amen. All they need to do is somebody want to stick their name on something and it draws money. Amen. And so why because they're obedient and they're consistent two things that it's hard sometimes to get believers to do and we have access to everything is be obedient be consistent with it don't have any off days don't have any days where you take a vacation and don't want to obey god it's too hard i'm tired (laughs) you're tired because you're trying to do god's part do your part. Your part is totally doable for you. So do your part and let God do his. And expect him to do his part. He's not a man that he should lie. He's not playing with us. When he says he wants us to prosper and be in health as our souls prosper, he means that. He wants us to think prosperous thoughts. He wants us to think thoughts of blessing. He wants us to think thoughts of encouragement from his word, not just any little pep talk thoughts, but get his word in you. Meditate on his word and allow that word to prosper and become large in you. And then the fruit of it will show in your life as you obey and walk out the word of God. Amen. 
But but you got to do it consistently. You can't give up after the first few difficult times or the first few trials. You got to be in this. You know, I mean, all in, one hundred percent in. And nobody at this point, but she should be trying God out to see what He's going to do. You got a book of 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 testimonies of what He does. You know what he's going to do. So start believing in him and start believing what he's going to do because he's already given us the things that we so desperately need from him. Amen. Is that somebody? Make sure that's not mine, Nola. I don't think it is. Oh, okay. I wouldn't know what mine sounds like anyways. That might be. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, so God wants us to, to have everything. I mean, it hurts him to see us listening to the enemy and doing without. I'm going to say it again. It hurts him to see us listening to the enemy and doing without. Cause that's the only way you're doing without is that you're not listening to God. You're listening to the devil. Amen. And you're believing what the enemy says. You can't do this. You don't have that. This will never happen. That will never happen. You know, all you got to do is do your part. God said only believe. Amen. Only believe. Only believe. You're not allowed to doubt. You're not allowed to whine. You're not allowed to sit and do nothing. Only believe. Amen. Keep your hands. Because faith is an action. It's not sitting up, I believe God. I'm waiting on new. No, 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 no. Belief don't wait. Faith don't wait. Faith goes into Patience wait. Faith doesn't. Amen. You know, faith is active all the time. Faith is looking for opportunities to express itself to God. God, I'm doing this in obedience to your word. Please honor it and bring my blessing to me. Amen. That's all that's all the life of faith is about and prayer, you know, get before God and worship him and start thanking him, you know, bring his word back to him. Amen. It it never fails. I always notice when when people are praying in this sanctuary, there's such a joy in the atmosphere and such a life in the atmosphere. And it it's just always an uplifted atmosphere. Why? Because God is engaged in giving us the things we do. He's engaged in hearing us and sending to us the things that we are asking for. So why shouldn't there be a joy in the atmosphere? Why shouldn't there be life in the atmosphere? Because we're into the holy exchange of God. That's kingdom living. Is the Holy Spirit transaction in our lives. Amen. That we put our petitions to God in faith. And the Holy Spirit then begins to confirm to us that we have the things we're asking for. This week, Roe versus Wade was overturned. Amen. And unless you've been living under a rock, you would know that. Hint, hint. Uh, See, some people are more invested in, in their prayer life than others are. You know, this isn't just something to do, but it's in your heart all the time. And and you walk in expectation all the time. You walk in expectation of good and good news all the time. Amen. 
And and now we understand why Joe Biden, when he was a, a senator, tried to railroad pre, uh, Clarence Thomas out of his judgeship that God called him to be in. See, if he weren't there now, we would never have this reversal. So God can move 30, 40, 50 years in advance setting up what he needs to do. You got me? Now you see why all the people hate Prince. I can't stand that Trump. Don't know nothing about him. Amen. As far as politics are concerned, all you know is some party you've been with all this time and they hate him. You're going to hate him too. Y'all need to stop hating on people. Cut that out. That that ain't working. That is not kingdom heart. That's not your heart that, that you present before God. You don't hate anybody. You disagree with them all you want to. Amen. But now you see why the devil tried to railroad him out of office even before he got in there. Because he put it in the seat. This ain't important to a lot of Christians. Forgive me, but it's important to me. And I know it's important to God because we've been praying this since since the early, late, between 80s and 90s. We've been calling abortion down in this nation. So many people aren't here because of abortion. Millions should be alive right now. And in case you didn't read the the decision, all of the justices who uh, voted to repeal it said it never should have been made a law to begin with. Because it's not the Supreme Court's job to make up laws unless they go along with the Constitution. There's nothing in our Constitution that gives anybody the right to kill anybody. And definitely not through abortion. And they're going to pull some other junk down too. Now why is that important? Because righteousness exalts a nation, sends a reproach to any people. And taking innocent life is sin, whether you didn't know it or not. That's a sin. And that brings a reproach. What does reproach mean? That means you broke all the time. You're struggling all the time. You're poor all the time. They shut down the churches. That's what reproach is. And righteousness will lift us up in God's eyes. So now we can expect to be able to see some changes for the better. Where people will respect the church again. They quit coming to church and shooting people and all this kind of crazy. We'll have divine protection again like never before. And this ain't political. This is spiritual. It's always been spiritual. You just think it's politics because that's where your mind is. It has nothing to do with R or D or anything in between. It has to do with God and what's right and what's not right. And God righting a wrong and bringing people out of darkness into light. So you're going to see more light come through. You talk about revival. This is the beginning of it. This thing had to be removed before we could even get a, a way into God for his spirit to pour out down here. We've been struggling to do what we could do in the name of the Lord. But it's going to be better now. It's going to be easier now. It's going to pour out now. Amen. And Justice Thomas ain't done. 
he even said it. He said, I'm going to take this. He said, there's other laws we enacted that we never should have interfered in. And we're going to see those reversed, too. So you're going to repeal a lot of stuff, a lot of crazy stuff we have going on down here. Parents can't. You, your daughter can get an abortion without your consent. She ain't even 18 years old. All this sickness is going to stop, folks. It's all going to stop. And I'm glad for it. I consider it answers to many years of prayer. And I thank God he let me live long enough to see it. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We praise your holy name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Do more on our behalf, Lord. Do more for your people. Do more to it. Bring, bring more souls out of darkness. Women who have had abortions, Father, let them know their sins are forgiven because of Calvary. Father, let open our, we open our hearts to embrace people who have been in darkness for such a long time and languishing in darkness, waiting for light to come in. So we thank you, Lord, that there is light among your people. Your glory has risen upon us in a great way, and we expect the more. We expect the more, Father. This is a domino effect. More darkness will crumble in front of our eyes, and we thank you for it, Lord. And we bless you and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. Amen, 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 amen again. Praise God. Amen, amen. As Christians, we should never say it's somebody's right to do something wrong. You don't give people permission with your faith. You keep your faith over in God's kingdom where it's pure and God can use it. He uses it for a holy purpose. You have no platform to make that kind of statement. Amen. You got to obey God. You know, you're trying to avoid hell yourself. Amen. Like Vicki Weiner said, I ain't going to hell, y'all. Now, I'm just not going. So she went through. She went through the podium apologizing to everybody up there. Said, I'm not going to hell. Y'all. I don't want to go to hell. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'm too busy trying to be saved, live saving, all of that. So anyhow, so God wants us to prosper and be in health as our souls prosper. Amen. Our souls must prosper. You must believe and you must expect God's answer in things. Amen. You, you've got to expect him to answer on your behalf. And he is always there for us. Amen. Whether we recognize it or not, he is always waiting and attentive to our cry and to our prayer. In Proverbs 4, 20 through 22, this is our prescription for health all the time. You can go to this this prescription and take it anytime you desire. Amen. In Proverbs 4, verse 20, it says, a son, son, attend to my words. In other words, pay attention to what I say. Don't listen to this other stuff. Listen to me. Don't let it register. Listen to me. Don't let it sink in. Listen to me. Amen. If it sinks in, kick it out. Amen. Just just wrestle until you get yourself free from it. And he says, attend to my words. Pay attention. Incline your ear to my sayings. 
Don't let them depart from your eyes. In other words, read your Bible a lot. That's what I think about when I say it. Or, you know, that little Bible app on your phone. We used to say, uh, blow the dust off your Bible. Amen. And read it. But I guess with an app, maybe open it for the first time. <laughs> Crack the app. Yep. Amen. And quit going on Instagram on the gram. Right. And, uh, and Facebook and all that meta, whoever that is now. Yeah, watch stuff like that. Because this, this metaverse they're talking, well, that's a whole different subject. I don't understand it that well. But it's a, it's a universe that's, um, run by artificial intelligence. Where certain people who are so rich, they stink. Like Zuckerberg. Yeah, and his little wife and their little baby. I guess they ain't got enough to do. So they want to turn this uh, country and, and the whole world over to be run by robots. And where people will have chips placed in them. Where ro- robots can start taking the place of people. It's not enough. They didn't aborted millions of babies now. So they're going to move on to another. You see that little thing on Meta on the you look on your Facebook page and see that that's not there, where they're already stamping what they want to do. Amen. People have too much money and too much fake influence. Amen. So we call in Meta down too in Jesus' name. It won't prosper. Be just like everything else that tried to prosper. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And it wasn't of God. Amen. So God is calling down all one world governments. He's always done it. He always will. Anybody tries to rise up and be bigger than God, they're going to meet their demise. Amen. So that's that's just going to happen. It happened to Caesar during Jesus's day. Amen. The Caesars were brought down. (laughs) Amen. And Jesus arose on the scene. In fact, they killed Caesar before Jesus was born. They were on the decline when Jesus came on the scene. Amen? Amen. You know, God wants full attention, folks. He don't want to compete with nobody for our attention. He'll do what he's got to do to get things. You know, it's it's like prepare the way of the king of glory is coming through. This ain't just no anybody. This is God Almighty and his son, Jesus Christ. So we got to prepare the way for him. Amen. And if we want revival, one way to prepare the way for him is to get this idolatry of innocent blood being shed out of the picture. Totally. Amen. Just out. Amen. I just look at the irony of some things. I remember Clarence Thomas when they and they brought Anita Hill in there. And they had gone to ORU together and were good friends. And somehow somebody convinced her into testifying that he was uh, making sexual advances toward her and talking crazy, saying things that didn't even make sense, you know, in front of her. And he was just appalled. You could tell he was shocked. And, And from that day forward, they started lying on people who would try to get onto the Supreme Court. If they were standing for the Constitution, 
They would just embarrass them to death where they couldn't take it anymore. But Clarence Thomas stood up to them. Amen. And it, their God had a handful of Christians on that committee, and they they finally approved him. Amen. And uh, Orrin Hatch, the Mormon guy, he was on the committee. And he he ridiculed every every accusation that Anita Hill made. He made ridicule of it. And he he said he said uh, Judge Thomas he said I can't believe what what were you trying to, if you said this what were you trying to do you sure wasn't trying to get dates saying stuff like this you know and he just kind of laughed and and made light of it instead of letting people take it to heart and try and and do it and I look at. Uh, Joe Biden is a senile old man now. Clarence Thomas is still clear as a bell, making decisions. You got me? Vindicated before God. Amen. If you don't see that, look. Start looking for a change. You know, get your head out. You're an intercessor. You're a watchman. You're supposed to be aware of stuff like this. Start looking and understanding what God's doing. Don't just be religious and let stuff keep passing over you. Start understanding what's going on by the Spirit. Amen? But that's God's vindication. Amen? Clarence Thomas will live to make more, and he's already prophesied it. He wasn't thus saith the Lord, but he's already declared. He said, we're going to knock down more things. We had no business enacting because that's not the Supreme Court's job. Pretty soon this this country will be overrun by people who don't know what they're doing because they don't know how to stay in their lane. Learn how to get in your lane and obey God as best you can. Amen. And let that be that. So in Proverbs 4, 20 to 22, my son, attend to my words. In other words, pay attention to what God's saying. Incline your ear to his sayings. Don't let them depart from your eyes and keep them in the midst of your heart. Amen. We're to fill our heart with the word of God. What does that mean? That means to meditate on it and let it sink in. Even if it's something you don't think is right, you don't want to do, you're scared to do it, you're embarrassed of it, or you don't think it's right for you to have to do all that, let it sink in anyway. Let it start making a difference in you. Let it start making a change in you. Amen. So so when the word begins to grab hold of us, it makes a change in us. It it changes our identity. You begin to identify more with Christ than you do with anybody else. You lose the family resemblance, you use you lose the everything. Amen. And and you start to get absorbed in the Lord and and he makes begins to change you change your outlook he changes what you're interested in amen I, I when I was a younger younger woman when when I was in college I just wanted to get through with school and then see what else was out there I wasn't thinking about a Christian a minister you know I thought I was a Christian as much as you could be you understand? I mean, I was just as much a hypocrite as everybody else I saw going to church and doing what they wanted to do. And I didn't even know there was more to God than that until I got to the place where I needed more from God. And I found out there was a place in God that nobody knows unless you devote your life to him. You can't get there unless you turn your life over to him. 
And every day turn over more and more and more. Amen. Never be satisfied with with the superficial. You should always want the deep things of God. But but we have to to believe the word of God. Pay attention to it. Believe it. Let it live in you. Abide with him. That means live with him. Dwell with him. Talk to God all day long. I double dog dare you. You'll be a total different person like you've never been before. Amen. And 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 let the word come alive in you. Start responding to it. Start obeying it. Start doing what the word says to do, even if it's unusual and strange. Amen. Just do what the word says to do, because in order for this word to be to work for you, it has to be acted upon. Amen. James, uh, uh, where am I in James here? Two seventeen. Faith without works is dead. Being alone, you got to let your faith come alive. You've got to do something besides sit on dead center and wait for everything to come to you. You've got to put your faith in activity, in action. You got to make it come alive. It's got to abide or dwell in you. So the word must be acted upon because your healing must come to you legally. And that is by the laws of faith and the laws that God set down in his word. Amen. If you don't obey the laws that God has set down, you will not have it. Amen. So every time you need something from God, you know, you have to obey what we call the Roman road. Amen. Remember that Romans 8. Amen. So why do we turn there? Because we forget these things. We think your healing is just going to come if you confess the word a couple times and do a little bit of this and do a little bit of that. But you have to follow these laws. There are certain laws already laid down by God. Amen. That we have to, 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 um, I'm thinking it's Romans 10, isn't it? Sorry about that. Romans 10, that's where the Roman road is. Amen. Amen. He says in verse 6, the righteousness that is of faith sounds like this or talks like this. So righteousness, faith righteousness, number one, has a voice. So the first thing you got to do is speak. Speak what? Speak legally or speak the words of God's covenant to you. Amen. And it speaks like this. Don't say in your heart who shall ascend to heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ up again from the dead. But what is it? The word is near you. So know that God's word is already near you. It's in your mouth and it is in your heart. It must be in your mouth if it's in your heart. If it's never spoken, it won't be active. That's how speaking God's word is like striking a match. It's the match that activates your promises. It's the spark that starts your faith life going it's that 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 trigger that gets you started on your promise is your words and 
Sometimes it is asking God and petitioning God because you're not sure maybe what his his will is. And sometimes it's just beginning to thank God for what he you know he's done and doing for you. Amen. So sometimes with healing, it it can be so your faith can be so alive within you where health is concerned that you just begin to thank God that you're healed. Amen. You don't have to go through, well, God, will you heal me? What will you, are you going to do this? You can, can just speak the word of faith that's in your heart. It's got to be in your heart first. If it's not in your heart, you got to meditate on it and put it there. Amen. But when the word is in your heart already, you don't have to keep going to God at, now you might ask him some fine, fine details about it. Or you might ask him about timing or something like that. Or if it's something, uh, an improvement over what you have. You know, say you already have a car and you think you want a newer one or you think you want to use your faith for a newer car. You can begin to petition God and say, well, God, I'm thinking about I want something newer. What I have is okay for right now, but I keep getting it inside of me. That, that I want something, a later model. I want something that's a different color. I want something that maybe it's time to get an upgrade uh, so I can get some more longevity out of it. You know, the one I have is getting a little older right now. Don't go to him with, I can't stand this thing. I can't stand it. He turns a deaf ear to that. He don't listen to complainers. Amen. Did you ever go to your parents like that? If you did, you should have been knocked cold flat on the, the floor. If you stood in front of my mother, you'd have been getting up, picking up teeth and everything else. Putting down what she's giving you. I'm going to say it again. Putting down what they, because whatever you have is what God gave you based on your own faith. See, the Bible says to approach him with thanksgiving or you don't get in. You don't get heard. If you don't have thanksgiving in your heart, you don't get heard. Huh? You'll be like Esther. If it pleases the king, huh? that's the way we're supposed to approach God and know what pleases him. Thanksgiving, faith, encouraged heart, uh, joy, respect. All of those things please God. Amen. They would please anybody that that is about to bless you with something. So you go to him proper. Amen. When David had everything stripped and stolen, not only from him, but everybody else he was who was submitted to him and he was governing over these people and they lost. They all had lost everything. He didn't go to God weeping and moaning. He cried, but he you know sucked it up before he got in there and encouraged himself in the lord amen he pulled out whatever instrument he played you know i think he did play a stringed instrument and he began to to worship god and and minister to himself most of them psalms was to encourage david that he wasn't a loser that god would still go to bat for him that god would still be there to fight for him and encourage him well, you can't go from zero to 60 from crying and, and, and running for your life. They about to stone you and, 
and depressed and everything you can't go from that to that just in one leap you got to take some time to get yourself together and the bible says david encouraged himself in the lord he was always a self-encourager amen why do you think god that had god kept those psalms that he wrote because it makes us self-encouragers too huh why art thou cast down O my soul why is my heart dis- disquieted within me hope thou in god for i will yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my god deep calls unto deep you can't get god on a superficial landline you got to have a private line to tap into him deep calls unto deep you got you can't just be calling out to god in your superficial flesh and you're crying and squirming and feeling sorry for yourself you got to go deep to get with him get in your word start meditating in god get get yourself hopeful shake yourself out of that and call upon him with a pure heart amen why do you think we have to be dressed in righteousness to approach the throne can't get rush up there raggedy huh you got to be clothed properly. Amen. In the marriage supper of the Lamb, you you know, people got threw out because they didn't have the right clothes on. See, who let you in here dressed like that? <laughs> Nobody. Bye-bye. Uh, boy, bye. Amen. Because you don't, you're not dressed properly. You got to be clothed in righteousness you gotta be clothed in joy you got to take off the garment of heaviness put on the garment of praise amen you've got to be dressed properly to stand before god you're not a beggar and he don't want you dressed like one huh even bartimaeus he couldn't even see as sense enough that to know he wasn't dressed right he'd never seen that beggar's robe but he know he put it on many times he said let me take this thing off amen I'm getting ready to get seen by the king. He wants, he's calling me. Let me robe myself the right way. Amen. The minute you get God's attention, you cease feeling like a beggar. You cease feeling like a loser. You sense, you cease feeling like you don't belong. You automatically know you belong. Amen. And you know he has good. You start clothing yourself in dignity. Amen. What did he tell Job when Job, and see, most of us will say, well, you know, Job, he was sick. He had an excuse. That's no excuse. <laughs> God told him it wasn't an excuse. Huh? You should get up and put on some clothes. Array yourself like a man and start declaring unto me. Declaring what? You're my maker. You're my creator. Though you slay me, yet will I trust you. You know my Redeemer. I know my Redeemer lives, and in my flesh I shall see God. Start declaring the truth that you, you're sitting around here trying to uh, uh, impress your buddies with what you know about me. Declare it to me. Quit talking about me and start talking to me. Makes all the difference in the world all the difference in the world you know i i quit mealy mouthing around things i wanted from god 
you know, I used to say stuff to myself and, and to God, hoping God overhears me. You ever do that kind of crazy talking? Is that crazy or what? I say, I say stuff like, it sure be nice if, if, you know, I could get so and so and such and such. I'd even talk to my husband like that. Of course, mostly I, well, I won't even say what I did, but it's under the blood. We don't even have to confess it anymore. But you know what I'm saying. I expected him to respond. In the affirmative. Huh? Affirming all my expectations of him. You're my husband. You're such a great provider. What's a woman to do? Huh? You know what I'm saying? So you know what I mean. But but with God, we can go to him and, and decree and declare a thing before him, not on Facebook, and not try and decree and declare over somebody else's life. Try decreeing over your own life first. Get yourself up and running. That's <laughs> the truth. People so crazy. Backwards. Ay, ay, ay. Anyway, let's get back to our Roman road. But he says the righteousness, which is of faith. Now, if, if what he's saying is if you're in faith, your righteousness will sound like this. In other words, this is really a giveaway of how to know if you're in faith. Amen. He says the righteousness that, that is by faith speaks like this. Amen. He says, in, in, don't say in your heart who'll go and who'll do. Nobody, Jesus is not going to do any more for you than he's done already. That's what this is saying. He's done all that already. So don't be waiting for him to go do something so you can ask for something. It's already done. And he says, but what does it sound like? The word is near you. It's even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God's raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For the heart man believes unto righteousness. So you're righteous by what you believe in your heart. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, healing, deliverance, your job, your family. Your finances, confession is made to all these things. And he says that believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And otherwise, Jesus is alive right now. You're talking about a living person, a living God. He says, you shall be saved. And it says, who shall believe on him? Whoever shall believe on him shall not be ashamed. In other words, you know how sometimes you're scared to to want to ask God for something because you think it's too big? Because you think you're going to be ashamed when it don't happen. We got to get that out of us. That's just your flesh trying to censor your spirit, man. See, if your flesh can stay in control, you'll be broke, poor, stupid, sick, everything. 
But if you can bypass your flesh and let your spirit man get free, try walking around your house one day and just just pick up a scripture and begin to read it in your house and see how your atmosphere will change. See how your attitude will change. Get out of your head so much and trying to figure out how you going to do this, how you going to do that, when is it going to come, and why isn't God giving it to me? What, 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 what? Just stop it. And let your spirit, this is how your spirit gets free. This is how he expresses himself. It will shock you what all you have inside of you when you start priming the pump by getting up and declaring some stuff over your life. Forget about getting on Facebook and talking about somebody else. Get your own life straight. Now, you, you, your, your little red wagon is big enough to pull. It's got enough. <laughs> Fix the flat tire on it. Unload some of the junk that's in it. And start pulling it for all it's worth. Let your righteousness begin to speak for a change. Instead of your unbelief. And you're feeling unworthy. And why did this happen to me? Because you ain't doing nothing right. Now I said it. So let's get on to the next issue. Huh? You cannot get right when everything's wrong. So you start getting stuff right. Go around and, and quote the Bible. Speak what the word says. Start reading Proverbs 4 aloud, amen, to yourself so you can hear, amen. And if you got a dog, the dog can hear. If you got a cat, the cat can hear. All y'all can hear the word at one time and let that atmosphere start changing so it can work for you and support the good that God wants to bring into your life. See, that's all you're doing. You're clearing some cobwebs out so you can hear from God. You're beginning to to understand what it means to to have a an atmosphere that's conducive to kingdom living and and living out of God's promises and making them more real to you. This stuff has got to be real in order for us to receive it. If it's not real to you, you've got to start putting more life into it. Amen. The first time you speak something about yourself, it might sound like it's pretty hollow. But once you keep priming the pump and letting your spirit expect to grab on to something that gives it life, this is how you give life to yourself. This is how David encouraged himself in in the Lord. He just began to rehearse to himself what God had done through him, how God had rescued him over and over and over again, what God expects out of him. God, you call me to do this great thing, to lead this great nation of people. And I'm trusting you to get me there, Lord. I've been through some stuff and you pulled me out and I'm in some stuff now. And I'm expecting you to pull me out again. Amen. Amen. And go to him full of faith and encouragement. Don't go to him dragging. Amen. And barely alive. And oh, Lord, the devil took everything. I don't have nothing left. Well, you know, you don't. But if you talk like that, you're not expecting to get anything back. Amen. And and you can't pretend to be in faith. You got to know how to get your faith in the place where God can honor it. 
You lay low and stay in your word. Crawl into the covers of your Bible until you get filled again. And you can come out with something where your your faith can match God's actions, what he wants to do for you. So we get on the Roman road. That's the first step in, in obeying the law of faith. Amen. So get your heart full of the word of God through reading the word, meditating on the word. You know, I go back over Isaiah 53 uh, verses 3 and 4 as many times and as well as I know it. I'll go in there and God will show me something else in there. He'll begin to, he honors that reaching out. That's how you reach out to him is through opening up your Bible. And he honors it every single time. Because when, when you get, when you get before the Lord, it's only what is written that's going to really, uh, benefit you. Not what you remember. But what is written. You know, I've seen ministers just get up and start talking to open no Bible. And they think that means that they are more skilled than some poor little soul that just keeps that Bible open all the time. And they have moved so far away from God's revelation and truth. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because they're inspired gifts, but you got to have the inspirational book before you, before it will inspire you. This is how I honor God. I open my Bible. This is how I honor his people. I'm not going to stand up in front of you and talk and not let you know chapter and verse where I am so that you can read it for yourself. And God can speak to you. Sometimes God will speak to you things that he's not speaking to me. And I'm preaching and we're reading the same scripture. I mean, it's it's scriptural, but he will take you on your own journey in this as well. So to me, this is a way to honor God's people and not not try and take them for granted and make them just listen to you because you think you know so much about God and about his word. You know, it's some people who are 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 good at running their mouth. They can talk for hours with no scripture, no word or nothing in front of them. What did Paul refer to that as? Great swelling words of man's wisdom. He said, "I don't come to you like that with great swelling words of man's wisdom." But I come to you in demonstration and power of the Holy Spirit. And he was still writing scripture at the time. But he made sure that whatever words he preached, God confirmed it with signs following. And you watch some of these people that don't open their Bibles. No confirmation, no healing, no deliverance. People sit up there and wait for a prophecy. Or, or their payoff is they jump up and down and scream for a whole hour. No altar call, unless you call in for that money line for for a prophecy.
we got to be careful. Follow people who have proven fruit. There's no proven if they don't if they don't have an altar call and and pray for the sick, keep moving. But they uh, you should see the big crowd. I don't care what they got. Ringling brothers used to have big crowds too. was known as the greatest show on earth. We got some shows out there, folks. So learn how to discern proven fruit, folks. That's some of these people. You go to so-and-so's meeting over there. Do y'all ever get healed over there? Oh, yeah, I got healed. I got delivered. Uh -uh, I ain't talking about that jumping up stuff. Anybody can jump up. And cry and get excited and get moved. People who go there when they get really sick, then they got to find somebody else to go to. You paid all your money into that ministry and done all that stuff for them and you get sick and there's no help for you. Not there anyway. Amen. God has a place for people to get their healing. You know what I'm saying? That, that's how merciful God is. He don't leave you stuck in that one place all the time to get everything you need, especially if they can't offer it to you and you desperately need it. He'll open up a door for you to go and get your healing. Amen. So so the Roman road, got to get on there to get your faith activated. This is how you get your faith activated in God. You first start out with what's in your heart and then put it in your mouth. Begin to say it. Thank you, Jesus, by your stripes. I am healed. I am healed. I am redeemed from the curse of sickness. The devil cannot put sickness on me because I'm redeemed from it. You purchased me out of the power of sickness. You paid for me not to be sick. God made you sick so that I could be well. Amen. And so you begin to declare those things, begin to seek God and and get into his word. If your symptoms don't move and, and you feel that you're suffering, then talk to God about what else you can do. Amen. God, do I need to go to the doctor? Do I need to get some pills? Do I need to Do you understand what I'm saying? And and just live the life of faith. You started out in faith already by putting that before God and always believe that it will come to pass. Your healing will come to pass. Amen. The total of it will come to pass. And but understand that you already have a portion of it by faith. You have the seed working in you when you begin to receive your healing by faith. Amen. According to Mark 11:23, you want to turn there, when Jesus told the disciples to have faith in God. In other words, they were shocked when that fig tree withered overnight because they looked at Jesus, mostly they looked at him as a man just like themselves. But he was a little different in that he was anointed, amen, and he kind of did some really unusual anointed things. 
Amen. Like walking on water in the middle of the night. Amen. Calling a dead man out of a tomb. Those were unique and unusual, but they were still conflicted. Until Jesus rose from the dead, they were conflicted about who he really was. Amen. Now, Peter made the right confession. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. But then at the end, he abandoned Jesus. So what did he believe about him then? So this is the conflict between the soul and the spirit. Amen. Between the carnal mind and the mind of the spiritual man, they will always be in conflict. But in Christ, you can cast down the carnal man and then build up the mind of the spirit so that you can be at peace all the time and never doubting what God has already given you. The woman with the issue of of blood was totally given over to the fact that healing belonged to her. And she said circumstances, date, and time when she would receive it. Amen. And God can get us into the same position she was in. Amen. That's where you want to live. That's where I want to live. Not doubting anything. Believing exactly what God says and believing it's yours. And you can set date, time, and circumstances for when you receive it totally. I mean, that's amazing. Amen. That's where you want to live. So in Mark 11 and 2022, Jesus told the disciples, have faith in God, because they were shocked that tree withered at his word. They knew that he had cursed it. Peter said to him in verse 21, Master, look, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. And Jesus said to them, in other words, this isn't an ordinary man's faith doing this. Peter, that's where you're making your mistake. Amen. You think I'm working out of human faith again? I am not working out of human faith. I'm working out of the God kind of faith. Amen. So he said, have faith in God. In other words, speak toward God's ability, not your own. Think about God's ability, not your limitations. Understand what God would do. And the only way you can do that is be full of his word. Once you're full of God's word, you have no doubt what God can do because that's the only thing that you think of. That's the only thing you know. You know, sometimes your mind may drift over to, you know, well, it's hard. and I'm not real sure God will do this. and You know, make it impossible kind of thing. But then there's like this, I call it the Holy Ghost slap on the inside of you. You know, like, um, who was that? Somebody used to get, oh, shoot, I can't think now. My little cartoon characters. Oh, you know, uh, Foghorn Leghorn and that dog, he was always, he'd be teasing that dog. And the dog would come out as far as his chain would go and he would go, wham, 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 wham. Beat him silly. That's what happens to me sometimes with the Holy Ghost. It just pop up and I said, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait a minute. Let me get back to normal. Oh, oh, okay, God. I believe you can do it. Again, my mind drifted off for a little bit. I started thinking natural for a little bit. 
I start thinking it's impossible even for you for a little bit. But thank you, Holy Ghost, for slapping me back and forth a couple times, clearing my head so that now I know you can do it and I know you're doing it and I know it's mine. I know I have it now. See, that's what the Holy Ghost slap is supposed to do to you. Bring you back to righteousness, bring you back to God's reality, bring you back to God's ability, bring you back to expecting God to do it, not you do it. If you could do it, you'd have done it already. So it can't be done. Thank God you didn't get your hands on it so you can mess it up real good. Amen. You can trust God. Amen. So that's what Jesus was saying is have faith in God. Peter, Holy Ghost, slap yourself a couple times and get your faith right back over in God again. He says, for truly I say to you, whosoever, whosoever, don't ever look at you yourself as who you are. You're whosoever. Amen. Shall say to this mountain and not doubt in your heart that it'll happen so whatever you're saying god i thank you that this cancer that they say i have is dead in jesus name and it 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 will come to pass that i will get a good report and i will be cancer free and i receive that good report right now in jesus name it's mine now i have it now So you have to believe you receive it when you pray or when you seek God or when you stand before God. Believe you receive it then. And then you'll have it. People say, well, when will I have it? Once you believe you received it. Amen. And it won't happen until after you believe you received it. Amen. You can't get it before. So you got to step out on that faith ledge like everybody else that's out there it's not real crowded (laughs) huh a lot of people ain't gonna believe they have something till they have it or they'll believe it for a little bit and then start doubting and never fix the doubt amen you can fix anything that hinders your faith say it again you can fix anything that hinders your faith you got to want it fixed, though. you got to own it. you got to take response. This is my responsibility to fix my faith and get my mouth in gear with my heart again. Amen? Because it's already in your heart. If you believe you received it, it's already in your heart. So you just got to fix your, your mouth up again because if you let yourself, you'll get so discouraged, you'll walk away from it and quit even believing God. Look at all the things people start out believing God for. You listen to their conversation when they're new in the things of God. And then little bit by little bit, they get worn down, worn out, discouraged, doubting. Amen. Because they don't know how to fix it. They don't believe it's their responsibility to fix it. And you fix it so easily. How do you fix it? Let the Holy Ghost slap you back into your real, your spiritual reality and go get in the word. You fix everything by meditating on the word. Amen. I am healed. I am healed. I'm healed now. 
God, you're not a man that you should lie. You're working on my body right now. I can't see it. I can't feel it. I don't feel anything different. But your word says, and I believe your word. I put my faith in you. Like Jesus said, have faith in God. Amen. Put your confidence in him, not in yourself. So once you put your confidence in him, then you can can believe him and, and keep doing the things that are pleasing in his sight. I see people, they start shrinking back. Used to, to love to get to church early and do their little job in the church, and then all of a sudden they're not interested anymore. See, their their faith is dying, and they don't have sense enough to know it and don't know how to revive it. Amen? You've got to revive your faith. You got to stay as interested in God on day one as you do on day ninety-five, whatever your 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 time down here is. You got to stay, keep the same zeal, the same enthusiasm. You know, you 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 look at ministers and think, "Was well, easy for you? You preach, really? This is easy? Are you kidding me?" Look at how many preachers quit the ministry or get on Facebook and start complaining about their job. They need to be fired. If you need anything where your your ministry is concerned, you better go in the throne room and find it. You're not going to find it talking on Facebook. It's your nutty self. Just go get you a regular job. And quit blaming the saints for it. Well, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't tithe and they wouldn't, ain't nobody gonna take care of a complainer. I wouldn't give you my money either. You speak that over your life, what you gonna speak over mine? Uh, no thank you. You don't deserve money from God's people. Or, or my people, they don't take care of me. They ain't supposed you big enough to take care of your big rusty self yourself. Nobody here to take care of you. God is here to take care of all of us. If you don't have faith in God, you're supposed to put your faith and confidence in Him. Let Him take care of you. I take care of you. <laughs> well, people ought to be ashamed. It's a privilege to to be able to work for God. Some of the stuff we done done, and I'm talking about it as Christians. (laughs) So true. So in Romans chapter 4, our inheritance of faith. So we went down the Roman road to show how we uh, exercise our faith. Book of James tells us you got to activate your faith because without works it's dead. So you got to do something with it. Quit sitting it on the shelf, dusting it off every now and then, looking at it, reminiscing. I just remember when I got saved, I felt so good. You can feel good every day if you start obeying God. 
and quit looking at that as some kind of trophy or something. You got saved so you can enter into a life of faith. Yeah, but it seemed like every time I start trying to, well, that's the problem. You don't try this. This has been tried already. This tries you. You don't try it. Yeah, faith will put you on trial. Are you kidding me? You might have to struggle some days just to stay encouraged and stay afloat. But stay encouraged and stay afloat. You know, the servant is not above the master. Look at what happened to Jesus. Everywhere he went, he was almost run out of town. So um, Romans chapter 4, going to talk about our father in the faith, Abraham, our father of the faith. Amen. Verse 1 says, what shall we say then that Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he would have something to glory in, but not before God. So we're not justified by works, folks. Just forget it. You've got to put your faith into operation. I don't care how little you know about it. The little bit you know, start working it. Amen. Start putting it to work. Get your confession lined up with God's word. Maybe you'll start believing what you say. You'll start getting faith in your heart. Amen. You start hearing the word. Let's say it to yourself. Start reading your Bible out loud to you. Amen. And he says, blessed is the man in verse 7. Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord would not impute sin. That's us. We've been blood bought with the blood of Jesus. He doesn't impute sin to us. We must confess it and let it lift off of us. Amen. And let it go. He says, does this blessedness come upon the circumcision only? Or so, so how was it then reckoned when he was in circumcision? Well, we know that Abraham believed God before he was circumcised and he was considered righteous. So righteousness by faith came before the law. The law is not greater than faith. Jesus walked this out. Every time he did something, he proved that. Every time he healed somebody, he proved that, that the law was not greater than faith. The Pharisees would say stuff like, why do your disciples eat without washing their hands? And Jesus would let them, let them have it. You know, it's like <laughs> when you read these things, you want to say, why? Can't you Pharisees wise up and quit asking this man stuff because he hits you with the hardball between your eyes. Just like having somebody pick a cue ball off a pool table and hit you upside the head with it. You understand what I'm saying? Why? Because they kept trying to put the law ahead of faith. And it's not greater. Faith came before the law. The law just came to teach you how sinful you are pretty much and how much you need jesus to come and bail you out of that that's all the law did tried to teach them right from wrong and they still couldn't do it because there was no power to do right in the law 
It's weak because it has to be carried out in the flesh. We have a strong consolation. We have great faith. Amen. Why? Because we carry ours out in the spirit. Your spirit has to be full of the word. And then you walk out the obedience of God. You try to be obedient to God's law without doing it by faith and you'll fail miserably. You can only be nice to crazy people for so long before you flip out on them. So that tells right there you can't do it in the flesh. Quit trying. Amen. Just go somewhere and live for God until it's time for you to be around crazy people. If ever. You know what I'm saying? If ever. Some people you just ain't made to be around a lot. You know? And it's not because they're bad people. It's because you weak. Oh, Pastor Barb, I didn't know you was going to go there. Yeah, I went there. God trying to get you straight before he puts you back into to the soup again. You just need to be sautéed a little bit more. <laughs> amen. Amen, amen, amen. You know, God's trying to get us acclimated to him. I mean, we are the bride of Christ. We so busy running after people. And he's jealous for that attention. Are you kidding me? He'll halt you dead in your tracks. Where are you going? You ain't going nowhere. (laughs) He worse than the worst jealous husband or boyfriend you ever had. Huh? Because he owns the rights. Amen. I remember some, we were in a a dead church, but this was way before I got saved. I got saved first and then my husband got saved. There's a little, little eight-year-old boy that used to have a crush on me and he just grinned and you know, little boys, men get really stupid when they're around women. So they're instantly dumb. You know, they can't talk. They can't think. And, and so I saw my husband (laughs) giving him the stink eye. I said, why are you missing? He said, you may think he's a little boy. I said, oh, Aubrey, don't even go there. This kid is eight years old, nothing. Well, he didn't say nothing. He said something else, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you think that's bad. God's worse than that on us. He will cause people to reject you, treat you like nothing. And you think you're supposed to be treated so good because I didn't do nothing to them. Doesn't matter. You don't belong to them. You belong to God. He's trying to show you something. He's trying to show you your value. That doesn't mean you treat people bad or you get on Facebook and talk about how you around better people. Be crazy. But if God puts a separation in you, it's because he has something he's trying to deal with in you so it can get done. You can't get a lot done with you being distracted by running after other people, using too much energy on that. Amen. Start running hard after him. Amen. And and let and let him be your reward. And he will be your reward. Amen. Why don't we stop? Father in heaven, we thank you.
for the opportunity to come before your throne. We thank you, Lord, for correction. We thank you for help. We thank you for getting us on the right track. Thank you for killing Roe versus Wade. Thank you for killing it, God, in the Supreme Court. Thank you for killing every evil that brings a reproach on this nation because we are and we decree we are one nation under God still. And we thank you for that, Father. Thank you for blessing us with spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And we honor you, Lord. We thank you. All right, let's do our declaration. I don't have Rona and she don't have me. I can't get Rona and she can't get me or monkey whoever, monkey pox or his brother or anybody else monkeying around with our health. They cannot have us. And we thank you, Lord, that by your stripes, we are healed. Amen, amen, and amen again. It is so decreed. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.